Hi everyone, welcome to the B2B Sales Podcast. I'm Ada. And I'm Thibaut. Every two weeks, we interview top leaders, experts, and top performers in B2B sales. And every other week, we'll share tactical tips and insights on how to start conversations, generate opportunities, and close deals faster. We are on a mission to change the way society sees sales. This profession is one of the most rewarding ever. Yet many people are afraid to do sales or they choose this career by default. This podcast is brought to you by Sales Labs. If you want to submit your questions and guest suggestions, you can join the T-shaped sales community. It's a 10 euro month subscription where you'll get access to one new tactical training every month, a community of sales reps and exclusive events and discounts. Join today and get one month for free at www.saleslabs.io slash TSC. So get ready for your dose of sales wisdom and enjoy the show. So welcome everyone to this new episode of the B2B Sales Podcast. Today's guest uh, is actually Marius Stacker. I hope I said your name properly and you're the CEO of Tooltime. Welcome to the show, Marius. Thanks. Hi. Hi How are you doing? Yeah, doing quite well. Okay, cool. So, um, uh, Marius, we, we actually today are going to talk about a lot of different things, but uh, one thing in particular will be as you as a CEO, how you are getting uh, prospected by people. So um, the idea would be to understand what's the best way to get in touch with you as a CEO of a SaaS and a fast-growing SaaS. So the reps who are listening to us can understand like what are your problems or you know, what's the, how to be in the mind of a CEO typically. Uh, before we dive into that, can you maybe tell us a bit more about you and your career? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, first of all, um, yeah, as you mentioned, Marius, I'm CEO of Tooltime and we are building a software as a service company. So, um, yeah, our business is, um, is around um, a, a software that helps small tradesmen to tackle all of their admin tasks in their daily lives. Um, so, the typical customer would be an electrician or plumber um, with, um, let's say, around 10 employees or something. And those um, small businesses would um, use our software to write offers and invoices to their customers, to pl uh, plan their workforce, so all of their employees um, on different construction sites, and then to document um, their work on the construction site. Mm -hmm. So right now we are 45 people. Um, and um, yeah, so that's the, the current state of the company, so to say. And my background is um, I studied business um, and then moved to Berlin in, in 2012 um, and joined SumUp, which is a um, fintech unicorn right now. And I, that was my first role in, in Berlin. Mm -hmm. And I joined as, um, them as a country manager. And uh, yeah, well, then I relatively soon got to know um, another founder. Um, his name is Gennady. And we started uh, brainstorming some ideas. Um, and so I happened to found my first business when I was 23 in, in Berlin. And then we had some, some hard learnings on the way, obviously. So mm -hmm. founding isn't a really easy job, but it's, it's just super tough. And uh, you learn so many things, especially when you're, when you're new to it. And um, so what we built, um, yeah, I was doing okay, the startups that we built, um, but they were not taking off super crazy or something. Mm -hmm. And um, then after um, four years, I um, I joined Movinga, um, mm -hmm. 
that was one of the the hottest startups in Berlin at that time. So I think they raised something at around 40, 50 million. Um, it was 500 employees and everybody kept saying that it's the next big thing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I became part of the management team, was leading the, the, the biggest market and stuff. Um, had a hundred uh, employees in, in, in sales and CS and um, we relatively quickly realized that we had to you know, do a huge turnaround. Um, so uh, flip the business um, and, and we really had to do some hardcore work in, uh, um, to, to, yeah, to turn around the business basically. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, so there's there's also pretty pretty tough times, <laughs> and um, yeah, then after um, a, a couple of years, I decided to join uh, BCG Digital Ventures, which is part of uh, Boston Consulting Group, and worked as a venture architect mm -hmm. and helped um, corporates building up startups. Um, and um, we worked in a um, project in the construction space and looked at different uh, tradesmen businesses and how they would run their business. So we did an analysis of um, 100 um, small-sized um, tradesmen businesses and um, mapped their processes and figured out that there's actually um, a lot of things that are not going well, so a lot of pain in these businesses. Um, mm -hmm. And then we decided to, to build tool time. Okay. Okay. That's actually very interesting. So uh, you focus mostly on the DAG market, right? Yes, with tool time, we, we are yep. purely um, DAG only right now. Okay. And so I guess it's a, you know, it's a very interesting thing because um, when you're reaching out to people over there, uh, you can't go and just post stuff on LinkedIn and you have Crossman who's going to be like, oh yeah, amazing. Because these people typically don't hang out on LinkedIn. So exactly. can you maybe tell us about the challenges you face uh, selling to this kind of, let's say, very traditional uh, market in Germany? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's not super easy to reach those customers. Um, so our biggest uh, channels right now would be um, would be Google search ads, um, but also Facebook ads um, mm -hmm. or social ads in general. Um, and there we, 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 we try to reach those customers. Um, and then we are, uh, I mean, I would say we were having a relatively traditional um, B2B sales uh, process. Um, so which means we are generating leads, um, inbound leads mostly. Um, and then we are demoing our product um, and are trying to, to sell it to those uh, prospects. Yeah. Um, but we are also building up an outbound channel right now, which is mainly um, focusing on, on cold calling, but also um, you know sending out uh, mails, but also um, uh, traditional physical mailings and stuff. So we're trying out a lot there and we've just started building it up in, in November actually. Okay. Okay, good. Cool. So, so now I'd like to kind of, uh, uh, you know, talk about maybe you as a CEO. So you have a CEO in your title, your company yeah. raised, I think, how much over 17 million? Or... It's, actually, it's actually around 25 million. Okay, 25 million. So uh, like everyone sees that and like, okay, this guy has money. I'm going to try and send, sell him something. Um, so can you, I guess you get prospected a lot. Can you maybe share some uh, prospecting horror stories you have experienced as a, as kind of a receiver of a, of a prospecting uh, uh, sequence? Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't say I have that one prospecting horror story, uh, horror story on top of my mind, um, but it's true. I get prospected like I would say up to 10 times a day mm -hmm. um, via different channels. Um, 
I would say what really disturbs me is those, um, you know, people just with very random profiles or no connections, just adding you and, and being like, hey, I want to broaden my network or something. This, mm -hmm. this bores me quite a lot, I must say. Um, one other thing I realize is as we are looking for um, software engineers and we have quite a lot of open positions for software engineers, that there's a lot of um, recruiters that reach out to me and send me CVs, um, mm -hmm. like like blank CVs or something, and want to get my feedback on those. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm actually super bad at judging, um, uh, you know, engineering CVs. Um, yeah. So I guess there's there's ten or fifteen people in my company that will be better at that. Um, so I'm definitely the wrong person to to ask here or to um, you know to approach here. So okay. That's interesting. You said something where um, we see more and more and more people who say, "Hey, first name, I'd like to um, uh, add you because I'm trying to expand my network." Yeah. And I found that personally, I hate when people do that because you know it's um, it's most likely automated. I have no problem with automation. Uh, it's something that I've, I've used, and uh, I'm not using it anymore. But uh, I think automation is um, you have to pass this. Uh, I think it's called a Turner test or. Uh, when you you can't know if it's a machine or not. What is it? Turner um, test. Yeah, when I don't know if it's Turner or something else, but it's a test where, um, as a human, you can't say if uh, the message you're receiving is auto-generated or if there's mm -hmm. a human writing it behind. Yeah. And so there's a few very simple ways to do that, but often it's better when you don't have anything good to say to not add uh, or customize invitation and just send a send the thing because. Um, if it's not relevant, people will read it and they'll be like, no way I'm connecting with this person. And, um, and I think that's, that's really one learning there is, is a lot of people just add some more customized stuff, but they should not because if it's the same stuff you're going to send to everyone, you're going to get less answers basically. Yeah, or you see some, 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 uh, some people prospecting you and they, they would have something like, uh, you know, BDR or something in their title, you know, job title already. Mm -hmm. And then they'll be, hey, I just want to, co uh, to connect. And you know exactly that they're just going to sell stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, definitely uh, reject those requests. Okay. So then for this kind of request, if they yeah. you see there are BDRs, whatever, what would be the one thing that would make you accept their request? I'm not saying answering, but just they add you on LinkedIn and you're going to click like validate. What's the one thing that's going to make you do that? Um, I mean, so I, I would say in general, I mean, uh, I, I guess most people, most founders or CEOs would be, uh, you know, up to um, to always improve their business. Mm -hmm. And um, so, I mean, also me personally, I'm constantly searching for relevant content. Yeah. So for relevant tips on how to improve my business, how to improve mm -hmm. our business or something. Um, so if there's some really relevant content, then I would definitely you know want to check it out or you know find out more or something like this mm -hmm. um, but it needs to be really targeted and relevant i would say so not just any kind of content um but just really something that is on, on top of my mind um, mm -hmm. in that you know moment in time i would say okay okay um yeah i mean yeah. something else that is that's probably also working would be um if i get introed by someone yeah mm -hmm. so um um, so, so, so if somebody like another founder or CEO or whatsoever tells me, hey, you really got to not, uh, meet this person, uh, you know, really interesting guy, or you got to check out this product, then I would also definitely do it. Yeah? So if it's somebody okay. that I trust, then 
Okay. Okay. So first one would be like introduction, as you said, yeah. uh, somebody you trust. And then second one would be something relevant to what problems you're trying to solve or, or something specific in your business. Right. Yeah. Especially if I've probably, you know, um, checked out the, the, the problem or solution beforehand. Right. So if it's mm -hmm. something that uh, I did, you know, is of my interest and I did come across it uh, beforehand, then mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm so much more likely to to open up a message, right? Um, mm -hmm. I mean, th there's those tools or, or businesses that are really good at targeting you when you're really just checking out something, right? Yeah. So let's say you, you, you've, you've just visited a website um, and you're really thinking about whether a tool could be of interest and then you get a message. Um, so that that's definitely working super well also for me. Okay. Okay. So yeah, using tools like Lead Feeder or Lead IQ, where they can kind of yeah. identify that. And uh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, what you say is also super interesting in that because um, you talked about this thing where if someone gets in touch with you and they have uh, valuable content, you may you may kind of answer. Uh, but for that, they need to uh, do a few things. Is first understand what are relevant content for you. So, uh, yeah. you know, like what matters to you. And so there's different ways to do that. You can, you can do it like with, uh, what's the personal, like the a CEO of a SaaS company that has raised 20, around between 20 and 50, they have some kind of issues that are, uh, common, I would say. So every, every business is different, but you are typically trying, I guess, to, uh, make sure your growth rate keeps, uh, keeps high. Your CAC is not too, uh, too, too high. Um, you're also trying to make sure that churn, there's not too much churn and also, I guess, like build a company that can scale. So have middle management or, you know, there, there's different things. One thing you also mentioned is um, you have, you're looking for jobs in, let's say for engineers, but you have yeah. people who are recruiters who are typically doing that, sending you uh, CVs. Why is it bad? Like, uh, why is it not, isn't it working? Because they potentially can solve a problem you have, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely it's one of our company's problems, but it's not the type of problem that I'd be, you know, focusing at. So, um, I mean, we do have um, an HR team yeah, and a head of engineering, and they are just so much better at at, um, um, at qualifying those um, CVs or um, they'd also be the hiring managers then in the end. So it's mm -hmm. not me taking the decision. Um, um, I might not even um, look at the candidates during the hiring process. Mm -hmm. So... You know why would they reach out to me and send me the CVs, right? So um, I have not so much uh, clue about uh, you know engineering languages, for example, mm -hmm. right? I can't yeah. cannot really judge whether some uh, one CV is relevant for our business. So um, and I don't need to. Um, so I think it's totally the wrong approach to just go for someone um, that is CEO and mm -hmm. and try to sell everything to this person. I think it's yeah, yeah. it will won't work out. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's it's kind of like my job to look at high-level strategic goals and strategic direction, um, and not take every single uh, you know business decision in this company. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I'd, I'd def definitely be super super bad at my job. Okay, okay. I mean, often I think people they they try to uh, to get in touch with prospects who are super high in the hierarchy. For example, they say, okay, this guy's CEO, so he says yes on 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 everything. And they often hope maybe to get like uh, referred down. So would it be an approach that works for you or, or to, to refer down like people or not? Mm, I mean, I rarely do it, I would say. Um, mo most of the time, just because, uh, you know, it takes too much time. Um, and uh, I don't 
think that the, that the approach um, or the outreach was super relevant. So if the outreach is really, really relevant, then I would probably do it. Um, but I only take a couple of, of uh, you know, seconds to scan something. Um, and if I really reply thoroughly to every um, outreach that I get, uh, you know, I'd be doing nothing else, basically. Mm. So Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. So it's better to really go for this head of engineering or the, this kind of hiring manager and, uh, and, and you know, be more relevant to them. Um, yeah, and I think also give some relevant, um, you know, context or, um, or something, right? So if I'd be, be trying to sell, um, let's say, um, engineering outsourcing um, as a service or whatsoever, then you know, you need to probably showcase that there's other relevant companies um, mm -hmm. that I know that have worked with this company. Yeah. Yeah. So to grab my attention. If you're just selling engineering outsourcing and uh, there's no connection to me, to our business, to, you know, the Berlin bubble or whatsoever, then I think it's really, really tough. Yeah. And mm -hmm. really tough to, to grab somebody's attention. So I think it really has to be targeted well um mm -hmm. but if somebody approaches you and says like okay we are selling um you know engineering outsourcing and we have worked with this company or specifically these types of people that you also know and you can you know reach out to them and and ask for a reference mm -hmm. then i'd be listening yeah so okay. that that one is very relevant then to me i would say and uh, then i would probably also forward it and be like hey i i know this person so um and and reach out to my or like forward this to my head of engineering or the yeah. the, the, the hr department and um we'd probably be checking out this company yeah yeah and you you marius are like a master forwarder from what i understand when you like something you share it with a lot of people so um th this is something i've experienced a lot where um unfortunately it's hard to know when someone forwards something unless yeah. the person contacting you said hey i come from these people but um in the background, whenever you're producing content or, or, or prospecting, there's a lot of things happening. Sometimes we don't we don't see it as a, as SDRs or AEs that people are actually exchanging our stuff. But you yeah. also mentioned something interesting. It was like um, that you want to use this. Uh, I think it's called um, how you call that. Um, it's a family familiarity bias where if people have worked with people you know in certain com companies, it's going to work really well. Because, yeah. uh, you know, it's relevant. It shows they maybe know their work in there. Yeah. And so that can be a good thing to mention. So I think um, that's why this, uh, this social proof is super important. And uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting to know that it's something important for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely say it's something super important. And, um, you know, when, whenever I would be looking for, you know, a solution or whatever, I have a problem. And I mean, I have problems on a daily basis, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to improve my business uh, constantly. And there's, there's so many things happening. So either I go and search for information, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I, I would probably go on, on Spotify, for example, search for a podcast and then listen to the episode that is relevant for me. Or I'd be, you know, just browsing or on LinkedIn or, you know, Google or something. Or I ask some other founders, right? Or some mm -hmm. other, um, you know, people from my network and be like, okay, I have this problem. Um, you know, how would you approach this problem? And then often, um, you know, you do get uh, intros to tools or other um, uh, yeah, people um, and then you take it from there. Mm -hmm. So um, that would be for me the, the most relevant source of information and, and trust. So I think that's something that you would, 
need to replicate when doing prospecting mm -hmm. so okay. that you're really creating this relevancy and and, and make sure that um best you, you 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 know you've worked with uh um you know companies of interest mm -hmm. okay yeah that makes sense and so in terms of of kpis and important things for you do you have like maybe a, a few important topics uh and you know like what's the kpi they're gonna they're gonna work on for example to share yeah so i guess that for for every um CEO of a you know fast growing startup, I guess that, that there's always two things that are super important, which is top line, so you know growth basically, mm -hmm. and uh, and the, the revenue figures, um, and it's bottom line, so it's the the burn rate um, mm -hmm. as we call it, um, so how much money you are you're burning on a, a monthly basis or yearly basis, um, mm -hmm. so those. Two ones that are most obvious, I would say, and I think they should be relevant for every, you know, founder or C level. Um, and then there's most business specific uh, KPIs, I guess. Um, for us, it would be SaaS related uh, KPIs, so so something like unit economics. Um, so that means um, I'm looking on a, um, you know, per unit or per acquisition base on, on stuff like um, our customer acquisition costs um, and our lifetime value that are super mm -hmm. important for us um, because they give me a clear indication um, if our business works out and if our acquisition channels work for us. Yeah, mm -hmm. So um, that, that's definitely something that is uh, of great interest. Um, there's also some, some more, you know, less important SaaS KPIs that I would also check on a, on a frequent basis, such as NPS, for example, um, you know, that, that measures kind of like the, the product quality or health, um, I would say. Um, yeah, but those are um, really the KPIs that, that you should know for hard. Mm -hmm. And um, um, those are also the ones that you, you, you care most about, I would say. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think that's that's very interesting because you know you talked about this, the top line, uh, the burn rate, uh, NPS, um, and, and so what's what's really interesting is there's these are really like important metrics. But if I come and talk to you and say, hey, I can allow you to uh, send a video, uh, like uh, for prospecting, so your team will be able to uh, send videos and get more answers you won't really care because that's not really your problem. That's a problem of your head of sales or head of sales development. Your problem is how will this impact my top line? You know, it's like, will it bring yeah. like, uh, uh, you know, 1%, 2%, 2 points more growth? If that's the case, you know, if you're bringing me like one, 2 million more, thanks to that, that's interesting. So making it like, um, it's what Skip Miller calls above the line. So yeah. you're like, uh, what matters to you is your, you know, like uh, risk growth. There's like the the market market shares. All these kind of things are important for you, and uh, like video prospecting, you you couldn't care less. You know, it's great if you bring something, but that's not your your problem. So it's really about having this messaging which is centered around what's important for you. Yeah, I think uh, for example, one one common company that I feel that does that quite well is Demo Desk. Some sometimes, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So they, I think they they have some nice case studies or articles um, around topics that, that um, I find quite interesting. Um, and, I, you know, if you would reach out and you try to sell that video, um, you know, prospecting software, I think if it's really well targeted, you, you might also have the, the chance to get hurt, right? So if mm -hmm. it's something like you, you say like, okay, um, 
you know, decrease your acquisition cost by 20% um, and, and learn how this company has done it or something like this. Yeah. So, so something like uh, learn how Personio has decreased their um, acquisition cost by mm -hmm. 20% with uh, video prospecting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then I would probably open it. Yeah. So if it's like a one pager and uh, it's, so it has relevancy for me because I know the company Personio, they're also working in the software world. Um, and then it's a KPI that interests me. So I think then this is really relevant for me, even though it's, you know, selling the same thing. Yeah. Um, and if they, you know, if they really then present a, a case study in there um, that, that, that moves the needle for me, then I'd probably be willing to, to forward this internally or mm -hmm. jump on a call with the, uh, with the sender. Okay. Okay. So the, yeah, the relevance, there's really this thing with the social proof, which seems to be very important for you. If it's yeah. like uh, something that has worked, even if it's not directly your responsibility, as you said, you will forward it, forward it down, which was going to make it super powerful. Um, and uh, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's really interesting and, to, to have that. And Thibault also, um, I mean, next to the social proof, I would say it's also, um, I mean, can also just be a relevant company from our industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah or from the Berlin bubble or something. Yeah. yeah. So I think it doesn't need to be that I, you know, personally um, know somebody, um, but it can also just be a company that one knows and that is, um, you know, well known for um, just doing a good job um, mm -hmm. or whatsoever. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think it's uh, um, one thing I, I like to, uh, to do when I do some cold outreach and I train people on that is, um, really about teasing the curiosity of people. So, for example, uh, if you are in the SaaS business, uh, you know, in the SaaS founder in Berlin, and you have other companies that are doing great, yeah. I talk about, you know, I can say, hey, Marius, I have like three tips that have been used by a company like Personio to reduce burn, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Are you interested in learning more? Then I'm yeah. teasing your curiosity. I'm not saying, we you do this, we solve that. It's more like, these guys have been using that. Do you want to be part of that or you want to miss out? Yeah, and then, exactly. you know, you're a human being, you're curious, you know, so you're like, I, I want to hear what is it about. And then yeah. you have the conversation started. And I think if it's really great content, yeah, right, then I would say, why, why don't you invite this person on a podcast, you know, make it very specific and, and focused on the, and the audience that you'd like to, to address, right, mm -hmm. and talk about it. So if it's really relevant um, and, um, you know, you really manage to decrease the, the acquisition cost of that company or increase the the conversion rate or lifetime value of that company and and you know you have really you know huge impact on the overall business economics then i think so many other you know um founders or ceos would be willing to learn from it mm -hmm. um and i think then it also gets 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 um shared quite often these yeah. kind of um videos or podcasts or yeah. you know content pieces i feel exactly yeah and so do you make like a final decision on everything in your company? Like, is it like uh, something where as a CEO, you sign off on every kind of contract deal or you, you kind of give a responsibility and budget to teams? So, I mean, uh, definitely some, some teams have um, their own budget responsibilities. Sometimes you then need to do a final, um, uh, you know, sign off for, for more like legal reasons as a CEO, mm -hmm. um, just so just basically give final approval. But I wouldn't say that I'm the one making the purchasing decisions um, for most of the tools or services that we buy. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that the bigger the company gets, um, um, I'm involved in, in less and less of these purchasing decisions. Mm -hmm. um, but it's more just like, um, 
yeah, you, you, you're giving overall budgets and then teams are coming uh, to you and, and, and saying like, hey, we, we found that really cool tool and we believe that it's helping us to, to solve X, Y, Z. And that's the price point. Um, and then you just basically sign off the final, um, uh, yeah, basically just the final bill or something. Um, okay. But that's mostly it. Um, so wouldn't be me taking the okay. budget decision. Okay. Okay, I see. Okay. Cool. Well, that, that was really interesting. Thanks a lot, uh, Marius. So um, now I'd like to kind of give you the stage to talk about anything you want to talk uh, about. So yeah, stage is yours. Yeah, thanks. So um, I think most interesting for the round uh, would be that we are currently um, hiring a lot in sales and we are also looking for a VP sales to, to join our company. So as I mentioned, it's uh, quite an interesting challenge. Um, so we are um, selling to, to SMEs um, on the German market, so should be a German speaker. Um, and um, yeah, I think there's a huge growth opportunity uh, with a market of um, two, 300,000 small businesses and a very good product that we built. Um, and after um, you know 18 months of focusing mostly on development, um, we are now trying to push this into the market and we're looking for a you know, rockstar sales leader to join us. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you have like a job post uh, available or? Yes, we have. Yes, sure. Okay. Because I'll include the link in the in the episode description. Cool, so, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, uh, you know, definitely interesting. I think it's a great opportunity. And uh, as you said, it, it's a really cool market. And especially in Germany, I think it's a huge market. So there's um, a lot of nice things to do. And, and I think there's a playbook to write in here because... Uh, exactly. selling to uh, selling to this kind of uh, it's not like it, it's it's like super easy to do it's it's really a challenge and if you manage to crack that then that can be a, a really good thing for uh, for a vp of sales to be able to do that yeah exactly so i mean as i mentioned we we've just um, started with really outreaching or cold cold outreaching and prospecting in november um, so, um, I mean, we have uh, tons of things to learn on the way. Um, so we really need to need somebody on board that helps us guiding the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. And if people have questions for you, want to get in touch with you, where can they find, uh, where can they get in touch? Um, I think on LinkedIn would be best. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, and if you also, um, you know, have a reference to this podcast or the, or the role, the, the VP sales role, for example, then, uh, I'd be happy to to get back to you. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So you know, good two good triggers to get in touch with you, the podcast <laughs> or the the role of VP of sales. Cool. So thanks a lot, Marius, for joining the show. That was really insightful, and uh, good luck with finding a VP. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you like what you hear and you want to suggest a topic or a guest, you can join the T-shaped sales community. It's a 10 euro a month subscription where you'll get access to one new tactical training every month, a community of sales reps and exclusive events and discounts. Join today and get one month for free at www.saleslabs.io/tsc.